The Lord be with you. A reading from the beginning of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab. Aminadab became the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud became the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Akim, Akim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar became the father of Matan, Matan the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thus the total number of generations from Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, 14 generations. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, my, I mean, my first thought is, you know, um, if the passage were any longer, I, I think I would have asphyxiated up here with, with all that incense going, but... Uh, um, I'm told it's a, you know, it's, it's a powerful anti-carcinogen uh, incense, so uh, we're going to go with that tonight anyway. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, of course, beautiful gospel passage. 
Beautiful scene in front of us at the manger, of course, a beautiful night for us uh, to celebrate uh, Christmas, this, uh, this Christmas Eve, this uh, vigil of Christmas. There's, there's a lot going on in this gospel passage, and we could spend a lot of time in it. I won't spend a lot of time into, in it except to say uh, just a couple things that I think we, we ought to pick out and hold on to, especially if we go back and, and read it again, uh, meditate on it, pray with it, and, and the like. The first is, is to say this, yeah? Even though we have quite a clean gospel scene in front of us in the manger, and uh, I imagine that uh, your depictions of, of the nativity in your own homes and on Christmas, car- Christmas cards and the rest are really quite clean, there's not all that much that's clean about the gospel passage and about the scene that actually unfolds in Bethlehem and in even the run-up to Jesus' birth among us, God's birth among us as a man. You know, we see in, in the passage what we're, what we're supposed to encounter in that um, great run-up with all the, uh, all the names, you know, this one begets this one, this one begets this one, and, and the like. Um, it's not simply a test for the, for the person proclaiming the scripture or for you, for you reading along to see whether or not the names are, are, are right or not. And I, and I have some people in here who will tell me afterwards whether or not I, whether or not I got them right, which I, which I would love to learn for next year, at least. All right, this is uh, my first New Year's resolution. Um, but what we see in, in, in this passage is, you know, the, the kind of growing um, to crescendo of the, of the firework display of God, right? There's like a, it starts with a little, little pop, a little crack, right? You, it just as, just as we know in our, in our best July 4th celebrations, right? And it, and it builds and builds and builds until there's just light flooding the sky and, uh, and noise that reverberates throughout your entire skeleton. You know, it's like, yeah, the, I need, the, I need that for my heart, right? To, to shake me from my slumber and, uh, and to wake me up. Not, o- not only to what's going on here, but what God is doing in me and what he, wants to, what he wants to work through me. Okay, with that firework display, we encounter not only the, the progressive coming to light of the, of the plan and purpose of God, but also the darkness of the world. Yeah, so it's, we don't celebrate Christmas. I know, I understand that Christmas uh, for so many of us has, has any number of, say, n- nostalgic themes or, or reference points. But we're not, we're not here to say, you know, the, the, the world is, you know, the, uh, it's, it's a nice old place after all, you know. And, and you get that look when you look, in the, when you look in the manger, you know, beautiful depiction though it is, is a sense of, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a good old place, you know, this world. And it's like, actually, no, the point of the, of the scriptures and the point of God's lighting his candle in the darkness is that it's actually a pretty wicked old place, right? I mean, I think that it's, you know, as um, we know, yeah, and I don't have to do this by, by show of hands, but we know that there's something, can I say, wrong with the world. Let's put it mildly. Is there something wrong with the world? There's a lot wrong with the world. And, and we know it not only by, you know, reading the front page of the newspaper, right, or, or by browsing, you know, any social media site. Uh, we know it in the depths of our heart. And we know, it in, we know it in our lives. Not, not all is right with the world. And Christmas is to say, is God's declaration of the fact that 
he is determined to do something about it. He's determined to do something about it. He encounters darkness with his light, and the darkness will not overcome the light. You know, in this great run-up of names, we see, we see things mentioned like the Babylonian exile. Right? When, it, when, the, when Israel was, uh, was driven out of its land, Right, we see in the, in the run-up of names, David the king. We're reminded of the great kingdom of, of God that David brought into existence under his rule. But as soon as we say his name, we encounter Uriah and the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba. And if you want, I don't know if one, if you want a salacious read this, this Christmas, go back and read, go back and read that story, right? He sees her bathing on the roof and uh, decides that he is to take her for his own. We know that the, not only is the world riddled with darkness, but also God's plan that he is affecting, right? The answer to the dark situation of the world is itself often distracted and looks like it's in, in danger of being derailed. And so God comes himself as a baby to be born as one of us to lead us from within. Yet God comes, he knows his plan always involves human beings. Yeah, and we, we might think, it, especially as we consider the plight of our world right, and, the, and, the, and the many dangerous and dark situations that so many find themselves in, you know, I really wish that this didn't depend on human beings, you know, because <laughs> it's like, if I know human beings and I know at least one from the inside, from the inside out, We've got a lot of issues there if the whole thing is going to come through human beings, right? If God is going to work his plan through human beings. And yet he's determined to do so. And the plan that he wants to affect, the renewal of his world that he wants to affect, runs right through our hearts. Because he wants renewed human beings to live to the call. He wants renewed human beings to, to praise him, to praise God, to dedicate ourselves to him and his way, his purpose, his agenda, and by pouring ourselves out to him in thankful praise, we find ourselves freed to serve him with everything we've got. And my friends, as, as we continue our prayer this evening, in meditation on the gospel scene that is unfolding in front of us, we can marvel at the fact that God has caught us up into his plan. He's caught, he's caught us. He's caught us up into his plan to be now light bearers of the one true light, right? To be people lit, lit a fire by that flame of divine love that was born for us in Bethlehem and to go out into the darkness of the world, loving him, praising him, serving him, and bringing his light to bear wherever we are so that creation can in fact turn the corner and God's light will light up the entire world. Our challenge, my friends, is that we take on the task, certainly in the power of God's own life of love itself, we take on the task as uh, his stewards, as God's stewards. We bring his love to life wherever we are, no matter what it is we encounter. And as we commit ourselves to him here and now, as we are filled with his spirit, as we're nourished and sustained by his body and blood, 
given up for us, we dedicate ourselves to the task even to the end, even to the end, that we pledge here and now that we will not allow darkness to diminish that light that is lit in us this night. And we go out in the joy and peace and power of the Spirit to light up and raise up God's fallen world.